Last time we were just finishing off in Houston. We were heading east, knowing that our final destination would be New York. But before we got there, quite a few Greyhound journeys to do, an Amtrak journey, a railway journey to do, which was cool. And being at the right place at the right time to acknowledge uh, the 150 year anniversary of the start of the American Civil War. But before we done all that, we had to go to Atlanta. We didn't really know what to expect from Atlanta or Atlanta, Atlanta. We weren't quite sure what to expect. We knew that it was the home of the Olympics in 1996. We also, being American football fans, knew that the Georgia Dome, Georgia Dome was right in the center of town. I also know that it was the home of, effectively the home of Coca-Cola. Massive, massive museum and whatnot in there. But before we got there, it was one of these epic bus journeys where we had a, an interchange in New Orleans at about three o'clock in the morning. And New Orleans was recovering from uh, Hurricane Katrina, um, devastating effects. We didn't know too much about it. Uh, and again, this is where hindsight's a wonderful thing. Knowing what we know now, probably it would have been, been cool to stay over in New Orleans for a couple of days, but we didn't. But we got off the bus and the interchange was right outside the Superdome. Now the Superdome was uh, the place where most people or quite a few people took refuge after the devastation that Hurricane Katrina caused. But oddly, when you look at it from the outside, it doesn't look that big. We'd been dropped off and we were told, hey, look, lads, hey, that's the Superdome. And we just didn't believe them. Didn't believe them at all because it doesn't look that big from the outside. I mean, you're talking about an arena that holds, you know, what, 70,000 people. It just did not look that big from the outside. So we spent the rest of the trip to Atlanta deliberating whether or not we'd seen the Superdome or not, even though it was right there in front of our eyes. Uh, interesting place, uh, to say the least. But at a later date, we did confirm that it was indeed uh, the Superdome. It was just us being a bit thick. The other highlight of the journey was going across the Mississippi River. I think that was just before Baton Rouge, if I'm not mistaken. Very wide river, to, to, to say the least. And um, again, just to say that, hey, I've, you know, we've seen the Mississippi River, we've gone across the Mississippi River. I find that you probably find this as well when you, you, know, you go traveling or you go on holidays. It's when you speak to people about it and you talk about it and you go, oh yeah, and we, I've done this and, this happened and that happened and this was cool and all of these sorts of things. Atlanta, we hung around for five days. Uh, five days, four nights, five days, we hung around. It was 30 degrees, it was roasting. We decided at that point to, um, a little bit of time away from each other, just to sort of reset the batteries, reset the mental batteries. Uh, there were certain things that Aaron wanted to do that I wasn't quite keen on doing and vice versa. So Aaron went off to the zoo and some other bits and pieces in the south around downtown. I took the uh, uh, the, the light rail network up to a couple of museums. I think it was a natural history museum, possibly golf museum as well, actually, up in the north of Atlanta. Uh, but funny thing that happened was that we went to the Coca-Cola factory and yeah, it was a great time, good experience. At the end, after you learning about the you know, Coca-Cola story, there was a sampling room and you could sample all you know a variety of the products that coca-cola do around the world yeah, surprise surprise a lot of sugar in all of them and there was 72 that you could try 
and we tried to do them all. Got to about, I think, number 60, 65. And, you know, certainly I'd over-sugared myself. Started shaking, had the shakes, had to go back to, you know, had to go back to the hotel. And I'd drunk that much sugar that uh, I even refused the Coca-Cola, the free Coca-Cola bottle that they gave out at the end. I regret that to this day. Aaron still got his sat uh, in his room in, you know, with pride and mine is nowhere to be seen. Outrageous. But yeah, over-sugared myself and subsequently locked myself in the hotel bathroom by complete accident. I was staying at the uh, Holiday Inn. I'd gone back. I wasn't feeling too well. I just sat, sat on the toilet for you know, a little bit. Uh, probably TMI, you're thinking. But hey, these, these are travel stories. And I'd, I'd shut the bathroom door. And I got to got up and tried to open the door. And I thought, you know, he's playing games the other side. And I was like, mate, I can't get out. And he said, well, you, you, know, you haven't locked yourself in. I was like, no, I don't think I have. Anyway, I transpired that I locked myself in. I was like, mate, you know, kind of need help here. You know, scheduled to see a nice hockey game in the evening at the arena. I was like, look, bro, I need, you, know, you need to call maintenance. I'm, I'm stuck in here. There's no window for me to climb out of either. Beats me. You know, I mean, <laughs> it brought back memories of when I... Uh, Locked myself in my nan's bathroom. Uh, I was about five years old, and apparently the fire and rescue team had to come around and um, get me out through the window because the door had cocked up. Similar process here. Uh, maintenance guy came down and <laughs> he said to Aaron, "What's the issue?" And uh, Aaron said, "Well, uh, my mate's just locked himself in the bathroom." <laughs> All I could hear was the maintenance guy crying with laughter. Uh, didn't quite believe that that had happened. Apparently, I was the first person to do it. Uh, but it did take him about, an, uh, about half hour to an hour to get me out. So uh, I must have done something wrong. Don't know what happened, uh, but I was shaking. I had too much sugar. Uh, had a nap for about three hours after that. I went off to ice hockey game. Uh, ice hockey on TV is all right. Didn't enjoy it that much live. Uh, number one, it was very cold. Surprise, surprise. And after having all the sugar, wasn't a good experience. The tickets were only $6, no complaints. It was a bit, I think in comparison to the basketball that we've seen, it was a bit uh, a bit lethargic, uh, a bit um, tedious, I think was, was what we thought coming away from coming away from that. We picked up a hacky sack uh, sort of thing in uh, Vietnam. And again, in our spare time, if we weren't walking around, we were taking advantage of the weather, you get down the park, play some rallies with the hacky sacks. I think our record rally was about 60, 65, uh, which is pretty cool. But Atlanta was roasting 30, 31 degrees most of the time. Pure sunshine. You know, absolutely wonderful. Great place. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Loads to see and do. Great hospitality. Good people. It's quite a modern place. Apparently at the end of the Civil War, a couple of the uh, Union generals, this is my understanding, uh, caused quite a lot of damage on purpose to Atlanta to damage morale of the uh, Confederacy. So Atlanta is, is quite a modern place as well. Even more modern now so because the old George Dome where the Atlanta Falcons play and that's now uh, the Mercedes-Benz Arena which is from the outside looks a, a fantastic arena there for sport. So from Atlanta we got Amtrak this time so we got the train we booked in a train it's about $30 thought it was great cracking experience and we pretty much picked that up in Atlanta one evening. And to get through there, we'd gone through, or we were to go through South Carolina, North Carolina, up to uh, Virginia, 
uh, into uh, Washington DC. So I'm now starting to hit the East Coast here. The, you know, all of the United States is pretty cool, but you're starting to hit the more populated areas. A cool thing happened in South Carolina or one of the Carolinas. Uh, we'd gone through and it was the exact day that the first shot was fired at Fort Sumter back in 1861. And that pretty much signaled the start of the American Civil War. So without planning, without realizing, we happened to have been in the state at the very time the first shot was fired that in effect started the American Civil War. It's things like that you just, you're not able to make up. Uh, that, that happened, it was very odd uh, to, be able to, to be able to say that. I've since learned a lot more about the American Civil War. I uh, recommend there's an audio course you can do about it. It's about 44 hours long, I highly recommend it. It's about a 19 hour journey. We had got into Washington and the first thing we noticed was, you know, obviously you've got a Capitol building, you've got the White House, you've got so much to see and do, you've got mint museums, you've got history museums, Smithsonian, you name it, you could pretty much do it in DC. But where we'd been so relaxed the last six, seven, eight weeks through Asia, Southeast Asia, up into, you know, Atlanta, it took us by surprise getting off the train in DC and everyone was rushing around, you know, people barging out the way, people with their suitcases, you know, need to do this, need to do that. It's a bit like if you are not familiar with London and, and you know, people in the surroundings of London. If you're not used to it, when you get to London, you think everyone's rude, people are barging you out the way because they need to get to work or they're doing this or they're doing that. It can be quite scary. Or if you haven't been to London for a long time and you, you know, live up in a, a village somewhere in the north or a quiet place and you head into the big smoke and it's, you know, it's like chaos. This is what DC felt like. It felt like complete and utter bedlam, uh, complete and utter chaos. Got into the hotel and we were, we were told there was a Ben and Jerry's exhibition around the corner. So we ended up getting a massive big tub of free ice cream just by standing in the queue, uh, which is even better. And they gave us an extra one because we're English. So good times. But DC is an awesome place. A museum, 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 loads of monuments. Uh, and also as seems to happen to me quite often that to go to a place that's got a body of water and the body of water isn't there. So uh, between the Lincoln Monument and the Washington Monument, I think it's called the, the big obelisky thing. Uh, you know, in, in effect, the body of water there, which I think is a memorial pool, I think they called it, it, it was empty, uh, which kind of made us laugh. Uh, sitting out on, on the Lincoln Memorial, looking down, to all the museums, etc., uh, realizing that, oh, yeah, there's no water here. And I laugh because when I went to uh, Rome with my brother uh, a few years ago, the Trevi Fountain, uh, there was no water there either because they were doing maintenance work on it. So go figure that out. But Washington, yeah, DC's cool. Loads of museums, we say, uh, White House, Capitol, Smithsonian, Air and Space Museum. I think we even went into the Art Museum, which is unlike us. I went up to see FedEx Field. Uh, the home of what was then the Washington Redskins, uh, now the Washington football team. Also hit a couple of games of baseball. Uh, there's a couple of uh, games of baseball in town, so we went over to watch the Washington Nationals play, the Nats. Uh, one time they were playing uh, Philadelphia Phillies, the other time completely forgot who they were playing. Uh, one of the days was Jackie Robinson Day. And, you know, for $10 a day, it was a good experience. 
again, in comparison to basketball, you know, we're glad we went, glad we've done it, probably wouldn't go again. Not a big baseball fan, not big baseball fans, should we say, in, in general. Uh, the Chinatown was fantastic. Good times in Chinatown, loads of cheap food. That was DC in a nutshell. Uh, in hindsight, didn't go to the Arlington National Cemetery. Uh, would have loved to have gone around there, uh, but we did see loads of did see loads of uh, memorials. I also saw the uh, uh, the Pentagon as well, as well as uh, crossing the Potomac River a few times. I pretty much hugged the East Coast from there. Uh, Baltimore was was good fun. Uh, getting from Baltimore to Philadelphia, uh, we actually waited more in a car parking lot in a shopping centre waiting for a cheap megabus. We spent more time waiting for the damn thing than actually being on the thing to Philadelphia. So that was a that was painful. Baltimore, we visited Fort Henry, saw the original um, Star Spangled Banner, uh, explained to uh, an American what El Clasico was, because Real Madrid happened to be playing Barcelona on the TV at the time, so we were explaining that to him. In fact, he bought us some crab cakes, which was very nice of him. Philadelphia was cool, you know, up the rocky steps, eating your hoagies, having your Philly cheesesteak. We went on a, one of our typical long walks. Uh, we took the, the Metro all the way down to uh, the south of the city to what what we call Lincoln Financial Field, so basically where the Philadelphia Eagles play. And from there, it's quite cool. So it's about, um, it's about five, six kilometres, something like that. You can you know where you've got to go to get back into the city. And we knew that a couple of these areas were a bit dodgy, but you know we just kept looking, kept looking at the city, and we kept walking up. Uh, uh, apparently went to the original Philly cheesesteak place which was somewhere in the south of Philadelphia the joyous thing in Philadelphia we stayed in Hilton not a fan of Hilton's ourselves but it was the first bit of luxury that we would had in terms of accommodation we'd kind of been at the lower end of the spectrum in terms of accommodation we thought it'd be nice to treat ourselves uh, one evening I think we'd gone down to the local Walmart picked up a big bag of M&M's uh, got into our reclinable double beds. Aaron had a double bed. I had a double bed. Bag of M&Ms, watching some NBA playoffs, uh, fell asleep. And, uh, the luxury, the luxury was absolutely fantastic. Uh, for Philly, before we got into New York, New York was the end destination. Uh, we decided to uh, pop over to Atlantic City. Now, I've not seen Boardwalk Empire or anything like that, but apparently it's a fair reflection. I got to Atlantic City, Having already been to Vegas, it was a bit, you know, uh, you know, whatever, sort of, you know, we're here, we we'll, might as well have a laugh, we'll just stay a night. I uh, walked up and down the boardwalk, uh, took uh, took in a couple of shows. Uh, we happened to be uh, in the right place at the right time to uh, see a couple of shows. People dancing on bars and just people doing all sorts of crazy stuff, stripping off, doing this, doing that, it's a bit bonkers. Bit of a flutter, but not too much. And then from Atlantic City, we chopped in, sorry, chopped in, we went into New York City. New York City is always cool. If you've never been before, again, do go. It's a great city. I'd been lucky enough to go with my brother a couple of years before. So I'd pretty much seen what I wanted to see. Uh, you know, Ellis Island, Statue of Liberty, um, you know, Ground Zero, Flatiron Building, Rockefeller, Empire State, Brooklyn, all these sorts of things, Coney Island, all that sort of jazz. We've done a bit of walking around New York. Uh, for a couple of days, we went our separate ways because Aaron had not been there before. You see the usual touristy stuff. 
me being a bit of a train geek, uh, loving, I could sort of sit and ride subway trains and whatnot all day. I just got a subway pass. I was just going up and down into Queens, into Brooklyn, you know, just riding around on the rails. Good, good time to sort of sit back, relax, look out the window uh, when you're above ground, of course, and, and you know, see things. Went up to Flushing Meadows, uh, you know, walked around Central Park, looked at the obelisk there. I think we went to a couple of museums. Uh, we bought a baseball in, in Washington, so we a couple of times at Central Park, just chucking the baseball around. So we were nearing the end of the time in New York and, you know, not really looking forward to going home. We spent a bit of time reflecting on, you know, what we'd done, what we'd achieved, uh, you know, on our travels, the great things that we saw, the people that we, you know, met up with and all these experiences. But the last days were a bit of a drag, to be honest. Uh, not looking forward to, you know, taking the subway down to JFK and not really looking forward to, you know, getting on the plane and going home. But we did. Uh, we were picked up by the respective families and that was pretty much it. Got back into London. A few days later, we sort of had a, a Skype call and you know, just laid out the plans for 2014. Aaron was uh, lucky enough to pretty much go back to work straight away, actually, been offered a job straight away. Uh, myself, I, my brother and myself indulged on a different, a bit of summer travel. I mean, indulged on a bit of summer traveling, a bit of interrailing around Europe, which I won't, we won't go into for these travel episodes, but it's something that we've done. And we had, had an awesome time doing that, you know, trains, hanging out with your brother, having a laugh, drinking some beers, you know, getting yourself into all sorts of nuisance in different uh, places. And that was 2011. We knew what we were setting ourselves up for. We knew the lessons that we had to learn for 2014. And it was simply a case of learning those lessons, cracking on, saving up. And then when stuff like tickets and whatnot was announced, then we would deal with Brazil. And that is exactly what we will be starting with next week. We're gonna fast forward a few years and off to Rio de Janeiro, off to the FIFA World Cup in Brazil, will we see England win the World Cup? Let's find out. See you next week.